it's morning, <laughs> morning time. Uh, guys, we are so close to the end of the first semester. <laughs> uh, some of you are like, I, it can't come soon enough. And some of you are like, <laughs> it's coming too quickly. There's so much to do. Um, let's, let's pray uh, as we usually do, but give your hearts to the Lord and uh, pray that um, the glory would not be to us. Here we go. No, no, be stomine domine. No, no, be stomine. Sed nomini, sed nomini. Tuo da gloria. No, no, be Sad no me, sad no me, to the glory. Amen. Have a seat. <laughs> did you guys? <laughs> did you guys have so much fun at the uh, choir, <laughs> the music concert this last weekend? <laughs> So good. Those those uh, upper students that did not see the lower school students, um, you missed out on some pretty amazing performances. All right. Um, for announcements this week, here is Mrs. Martin for athletics and Phoenix. Baby. <laughs> She's going to give the announcements today. <laughs> Our high school boys basketball team had a win last week against San Jose High School. Woo! Um, we have a really fun opportunity on Wednesday um, of this week down at the Veterans Building in Watsonville um, at 4 and 5.30. We're going to do the first ever middle school, high school boys basketball doubleheader. So we host, we're going to host Kirby who also has a middle school and a high school team. And our middle school teams will play at 4 o'clock, and then our high school teams will play at 5.30. So this is a really fun opportunity we have to um, for the older kids to come cheer on the middle schoolers and the middle schoolers to stay after and, and watch a high school game. It should be really fun. So as many of you as can come, this is really fun. We only have maybe like three or four home games the whole year. So um, this will be a really great opportunity. Um, the high school boys also have a game tomorrow night in Fremont against Kennedy High School, and the middle school has another game on Thursday against PCS. But Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday should be really fun. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Martin and Phoebe. Um, and now we have some announcements from our leadership students. I never know which ones it is each week, so that's why I don't introduce them by name. Okay, here they are. Here we go. Okay, we'll start off this morning, guys. Good morning. Um, so, as you, most of you know, last Friday, as most of you participated in, we had the middle school choir. And that was a great job, guys. So, good job on that. If you missed that, I'm sorry for you. I missed it too. 
Um, this Friday, we have a choir as well for the upper school. Uh, please attend that. That'll be on the 13th, and that's this Friday. Okay, I have the house points. Um, in fourth place with 13,070 is George. Third place with 14,585 is Calvin. Second place with 15,055 is Aquinas. And in first place with 15,275 is Augustine. Thank you, guys. George isn't that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who, who's, <laughs> who's, who's keeping track, right? <laughs> uh, it's just a moment in time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, leadership students. Kendall and Ben. Okay, guys. Um. I am excited to talk to you about this today. I've been thinking about this uh, all week. And uh, I want to just review from last week. Uh, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the insights I shared with you last week was that gratitude requires imagination. Imagination is a way of seeing. It's the inner eye, the way you're able to see realities, um, not just physically with your eyeballs, but with your mind. <clears throat> Remember what uh, Shakespeare says, there is some soul of goodness in things evil would men observingly, wisely distill it out. For our bad neighbor makes us early stirs, which is both healthful and good husbandry. Remember, he's looking at the, the, the enemy <clears throat> encamped against him. And he's saying, you know what? This is a terrible situation because we're outnumbered. But at least it makes us re get up early in the morning, which is <laughs> good health to us. Besides, there are outward consciences, and this is more important, preaching, preachers to us all, admonishing that we should dress fairly for our end. Fairly, not just what they physically put on their bodies, but dress, dress their souls. Thus we gather honey from the weed, and make a moral out of the devil himself. We, we saw that this, this idea comes from James. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect. Complete. That's what that word really means. Complete. Lacking nothing. So, we, we, we really looked at this question, how to be happy. How do you be happy? Not just how, but how do you be happy when it's hard? Remember, are you good when only it's good, right? And then bad when it is bad? How do we avoid acting like Sulky Sue? And we looked at how ingratitude needs imagination in order to do this. Uh, ingratitude is a lack of imagination. And thankfulness is that key. Thankfulness was the way in which we, we fight the good fight because it is a weapon against unhappiness. And it is the, it is the mark that we should have as being students here and as being Christians. All right. 
One of those difficulties, though, involves waiting. I hate waiting. All of us have maybe experienced this. The 17th century mathematician, philosopher, theologian, Blaise Pascal said, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Now, before, before we dismiss that uh, as nonsense or as silly, ask yourself when you were confronted with a moment of stillness and ask yourself if your hands weren't itching for a cell phone or an iPad or some other diversion to distract yourself. When, when you are wanting the attention of your parents and they're in the middle of a conversation with another grown-up, and right, how do you handle that? Mom, 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 right? You're like big old flags waving and smoke signals going up and I need your attention right now. And then your parents turn, what is it? And it's like, um, can I do this thing tomorrow afternoon or something like that, silly? Or it's not like an emergency, like I just cut my hand off and I need help. It's like, can I have a piece of candy or something like that? Pascal's... (laughs) Pascal's observation is never truer than when we are confronted with waiting. There was a time where I worked in downtown Santa Cruz, and um, I had an office that was right above the sock shop on, on Pacific Avenue, and it was it was a great little space. Um, the only the only downside. Uh, was that I occasionally I had to step over the homeless pe- people in, in my path to get to <laughs> work, and then on the way home, on the way home, was a big old conga line of traffic. Okay, every day there was, and I went every possible way. I went Bransaforty. I went the Ocean Way. I went, you know, <laughs> and there's this there's this uh, experience. So some of you maybe had this where you're sitting in traffic. And and one lane is just going right, and 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 you some of you students are are like picking up on this now. Dad, get in the other lane. Get in the other lane, Dad. And you get in the other lane, and then it stops, and then that one starts going. And you're like, no! And you're looking behind, and you're like, okay. And you make a break, and then it stops, and you're like, yeah. And the other one starts going. <laughs> this is like they call this the Santa Cruz effect. Um, scholars have studied this. Um, or the, or the L.A. effect, maybe. Um, this this is just waiting, people. This is waiting, right? Some of you um, students who are getting near the age of driving are going to experience one of life's uh, joys. It's called the DMV. <laughs> and you, you know, Dante doesn't. There's a, Dante doesn't talk about this part of hell. But it is there, where you take a number and you got to sit in a seat, and you got to go up, but you don't have the right form, so you got to sit back down and take another number, and then this person can't help you because they only lick envelopes, and so you got to like wait for the person that actually can do something about it. So, 
first grade, second grade, kindergarten, you'll get there. So this is, I know that this is, we don't always think of this, but life is, this is one of the difficulties of life, is we have to wait for stuff. Um, and I think this question of how do we wait, what do we do when we wait, is a really good question. And an excellent question considering the season that we're in. It's not Christmas yet. It's Advent. And Advent means, in Latin, what is it? Coming. It is the archetypal season of waiting. And in this sense, Mother Church saw fit that she should give us a time where we are forced to sit quietly in the room of our souls. If we are learning how to be happy when life is hard, surely we should know how to wait. Even the carpool line sometimes can get a little testy. Uh, We got parents, they're like, I'm going to double park right now because I'm not going to wait to get up to the curb. I'm just going to quickly get in, get in, and then they drive away. Uh, Okay, that's, you know... It's called impatience, people. <laughs> uh, thus, if moments... Here's the thing, guys. If moments of waiting are going to be thrust upon us, and they will be thrust upon us in life, that's, that's what life is about. You, 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 you have moments of waiting that are, put, that, that are imposed upon you that you don't always, or you're not always able to prepare for. Then how do we wait? I think a good a good way to see this is looking at the scripture reading from yesterday. This is the New Testament reading, an Advent reading. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. When, when your parents have guests coming over, what do they usually do before that time happens? Kira? Okay, I love it. Uh, maybe a little too much information, but that's good, Kira. Uh, <laughs> all of our houses are usually like not in the state that we would want them to be, so we're all doing likely what Kira and her family are doing, which is hurrying to clean up. Some of you are like sweeping stuff under the rug, you're throwing a blankets over things. Uh, I told... <laughs> uh, uh, I, I told my son to, to clean his room the other day, and it was, like, totally clean. And then I found the big pile that he just moved everything over to. It was just a big – he just moved all his clothes that were on the floor into the dirty clothes. <laughs> uh, probably most of them were clean. Um, so we want to we wanna clean. We want to clean house. We want to make things right, make things straight. We want to prepare. That's the idea. And I think – That is such a good answer to the question. What do we do when we wait? 
The answer to the question of how to wait is to see each moment of waiting as a time to parate viam domini. Prepare the way of the Lord. Rectas facite semitas eius. Did I get your attention with some Latin? Make straight his paths. Where? In here. Everybody point to your heart. In here is where we make straight the way of the Lord, where we prepare the way of the Lord. Every moment of life that is thrust upon us is a time where we can make straight the way of the Lord. We can prepare for his coming. Each time life throws us a time to wait is an opportunity. Not simply to seek out diversions, but to prepare for the Lord's arrival. But how do we prepare? John the Baptist says that we, we have to do this. Metanoia. Or actually, what's written there is metaneo. Everybody say metaneo. The word metaneo is translated simply as repent. Remember, that's what John said. Repent. But it, it's also a very simple compound word in Greek, meaning changing one's mind or thinking differently after something. It could simply, it's, it could be the same act of imagination as when you look at something difficult and, and say thank you for it and find a way in which we can observingly distill something good out of something hard. You guys with me? It's thinking differently. It is the act of imagination required when life confronts us with a challenge and we need to give thanks. And I think, again, what season are we in? We're in Advent. We're thinking about uh, the time that Christ is coming to, to be born, the Incarnation. This is an, often a time where we, we consider Mary and her trial. Was she put upon? <laughs> she was. She was. Her, was her life interrupted? Yeah. Was she? Was she? A, was something given to her to wait for? Yeah. Was it going to be easy? No. No room in the inn, people. But she kept all these things in her heart and pondered them. The scripture says. She knew how to prepare the way for the Lord. So, what can we do? What do we do when we wait? Advent is a season that reminds us to practice and form the habit of preparing the way of the Lord in our hearts. To make straight his paths in our souls. We do this by seeing how we might need to think differently about our situation. Every moment of waiting gives us an opportunity to do that. In that sense, it is a gift. Moments of waiting are a gift. I don't, it's hard to receive them as that, okay? But they are. 
And this is a challenge for each one of you. Every time you're given a moment to wait, wait for your parents to stop talking, wait for something to come to you that you want, right? That's a time to prepare the way of the Lord. Especially if you consider that sometimes our desires are not actually the things we thought we really wanted, which is so important for why we need to prepare the way of the Lord. Change our minds, change our purpose, think differently, or simply repent for something we did wrong. So, consider that in this season. And next week, I want to give you an image of, of two images. I want to contrast two images for you of what it looks like to wait. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time, this season. Thank you for moments of waiting, uh, even though they're difficult for us because we want to be distracted or we want not to have to wait for things. We are impatient, Lord. We don't know how to how to be long-suffering. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would give us that ability to wait, to make, and to use these gifts of waiting, these moments that are thrust upon us that we don't look for, but to use them to see them as as opportunities, opportunities that allow us to prepare the way for you in our hearts. We pray that you would give us a good week in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Okay, off you go.